listening to the Analuya podcast, where faith and animation collide. Each episode, we'll discuss various topics in today's animated movies and TV shows, while also sharing our thoughts and opinions as they relate to faith and spirituality. Get ready to raise a hallelujah. It's time for Analuya. Welcome to the Analuya podcast. My name is Josh. So glad that you're choosing to join us for this episode. This is actually our premiere episode of our podcast series. So really excited to see where this leads and to discuss all things animation and faith and spirituality. Again, as I said, my name is Josh. I'm your host for this podcast. And I'm joined with my lovely wife, Rebecca. Hello, that's me. I'm Rebecca. So you're probably asking yourself, what is Analuya? Well, we'll get to that in just a minute. Right now, we're just going to tell you a little bit about ourselves. So I am a freelance videographer. I went to school to study media production and film theory. Since then, I've done different events. I've done red carpet events. I've done a couple of music videos. I've done a lot of interviews. And I have done the filming, I've done the editing, and everything else in between. I also am a connoisseur of entertainment, whether that be music, books, um, television shows, movies. In this case, it's heavy into animation of all types. And Rebecca also has a similar background. Go ahead and tell them uh, what your profession is. Well, I... I don't know if it's similar, uh, similar in the fact that I, I ended up going to school for art. Um, I went for fine art, so painting in particular, and then, uh, later on for art history and visual culture. And we talked a lot about, um, movies and just like visually what's going on in the culture. So I'm excited to get into this um, podcast and which is specifically about animation. Um, but I am also currently going to uh, school to get my certification in biblical counseling along with my mom. Um, so we're, we're going down that endeavor, which is exciting. So I hope that, um, what I'm learning in biblical counseling and everything that can help shed some light even on some animation stories and what's going on. It'll be interesting to make some parallels there. Absolutely. So what is Analuya? Well, it's the combination of two words. This method is known as Pornantu, where you take two words and make a new word out of it. For example, in the early 2000s when Apple was getting into the whole podcasts and downloading music and offering iTunes, they came out with podcasts. Well, the word didn't exist prior, so they took the word broadcast and combined it with their product iPod, thus it was then called podcast. Wow, that's really cool. I didn't know that. When I was researching this, I'm like, there has to be a word that kind of signifies and details what this is, what it means. And that's when I found Pornantu. That's really cool. In this case, the method of Pornantu that I used was a cross between animation and hallelujah. And that thus became Analuya. Analuya is just not a podcast. It's also a blog on 
the website analia.com. There you'll find a little bit more about us, about what the blog is, about the podcast. You can find a list of all of our episodes there. Pretty sweet deal. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it's one of the sweetest things that I could ever offer. <laughs> and we hope to offer more, too, as we continue down our podcast journey of um, special episodes and uh, unique things, maybe... Um, like an aftercast kind of a thing, but we'll see. Yeah, so you're on the ground floor listening to the to the start of everything, so it can only go up from here. Let's let's get let's get into what is new, what is now. Kind of new because we're reviewing old movies. That that is correct. <laughs> and before we get into the movies that we're going to talk about. Just fair warning, spoilers are ahead. It's kind of difficult to do a review and an analysis without spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movies, right when we say the name, you're like, "Mm, I haven't seen that one. Go ahead, pause the podcast, go watch it, come back, and you'll kind of be up to speed with our discussion. Luckily, the ones that we're talking about today are fairly well known, I would think. They are to me anyway. They're older movies, so. Right, right. And with that, let's go ahead and get on with the premiere episode. Just another note, this is a two-part episode. So part one will be this episode, and then we'll have our other episode coming out next week for part two. When we were recording and editing this, we went fairly long, and we think all this stuff is interesting, but... We're shooting for about 40 minutes to an hour mark, just depending on the subject. Maybe shorter, maybe longer, just depending on the subject that we're talking about. But without further delay, let's get into it. Now, we chose these movies because we thought it would be fun to start out with some underrated, um, kind of obscure movies that are perceived as underrated by most out there. And the first one, um, Becca had chosen. Uh, what is the movie that you chose? So the movie that I chose was The Swan Princess. I love The Swan Princess. It is such a good movie. We grew. I grew up with my um, two younger sisters um, watching this movie often, I would say. And um, we just loved the, the romance and the adventure and... Uh, the storylines, the songs were great. Uh, everything was amazing. And uh, we watched it. Uh, Josh and I just just finished watching it. And again, and, you know, it still holds up. It still holds up as a great movie. And um, I'm really excited to to talk about it today. And I would highly, highly recommend that if you've never seen it, I can't believe you haven't seen it, first of all. (laughs) Second of all, um, it is well worth a purchase or rent to watch it. Yes. If you've seen the previews or anything like that for the sequels of The Swan Princess, don't don't watch those first. Watch the original. And then if you feel like it, watch the sequels. But the artwork is much to be desired, I'll say. I can't believe... That they're um, so doing research for this episode today. We found, just like Josh said, there are nine yes, different not, sequels. Nine different sequels. Yes, there are. So, our favorite title of the sequels 
is uh, one where there's a mystery person um, going around putting Z's on everything, like claiming it has his own, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the the deal is. Um, But as he's going around, do you want to take a guess at what the name of this movie is? Yes. So let's actually play uh, a little bit of the clip from the trailer and we'll kind of just stop it just short of where they're going to say the title. All is a bloom and peaceful in the Swan Princess Kingdom and the neighboring kingdom of Baromeo. Lucas, come and see! A bouquet for every home in Baromeo. Until mysterious Zs start appearing everywhere. Someone's leaving a mark. A mysterious man now threatens the love they all share. Far longer than forever. I'll hold you in my heart. The Swan Princess. Alright, so you have this guy, he's running around, he's making his mark everywhere. Rebecca, what is the name of the Swan Princess sequel? It's The Swan Princess Mystery. Yeah, again, it's not mystery, mystery with a Z. <laughs> because apparently Sora backed this film. <laughs> Yeah, we we both died laughing at that. Oh yeah, we were both crying. Uh, you know what's funny though? What so we watched several of the tra- trailers for the sequels, and the stories actually seem pretty good. Yeah, they're they're not that bad. The what throws me off is the whole animation side of it, but the stories uh, those are good. I would I we may we may end up giving those a look. Yeah. I, I think it might be worth it. Maybe. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, the animation, mm, not my favorite, personally. It's just like, uh, it, it reminds me of the movies that Saber Spark on YouTube um, that he reviews. Yes. The ones that are awful. Uh, yeah, atrocious. Awful. But again, that's, that's kind of what he's known for. He takes those movies, breaks them down, gives you a bit of the history, and it's actually pretty interesting. It's just the movies are awful. Has he ever done Swan Princess? Any of the sequels for them? I he may have. I I would have to go back and look. I know I'd be really interested in that. I know Nostalgic Critic. He's done a review on it. I'd be more interested, I think, for the history of Nest Entertainment because I know that Saber Spark sometimes does like the history of the different. Um, like the networks and the yeah, companies. The, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'd be really interested to hear to hear that. And before we get into Swan Princess, I know we're kind of like delaying things a bit, <laughs> but it is important to understand the company that produced the Swan Princess, and that is Nest Entertainment. Now, if you were a child of the nineties like we were, Nest Entertainment was very, and I think still is, but was a very big player in Christian education. And that's because they were responsible for producing many, many, many um, VHS tapes that were Bible stories. You had David and Goliath, you had the Passion, you had the Prodigal Son, just so many animated Bible stories that were really quite popular at that time. 
What's interesting about Nest Family Entertainment is that um, obviously my sisters, younger sisters and I grew up watching Swan Princess and loving it. And um, then years later, my mom ends up remarrying. And um, so my stepdad actually uh, was a part of the Nest uh, company at the time that they were doing Swan Princess. And so he remembers like the project and what was going on at the time and, and getting those uh, voice actors involved and, and all of that. So that was really pretty cool. When we were first meeting him, we were like, okay, you're all right in our books. You were in part of a Swan Princess. You know, that's, it's okay with me. (laughs) So it was a good selling point for him. Yeah, I remember when uh, we first started dating, um, he said, yeah, I was involved in, you know, the Swan Princess. And I'm like, oh, really? That's, that's so cool. And so then he started talking about Ness. And I'm like, yeah, I used to watch, uh, I used to own the animated Bible stories that were produced by that company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to say that he, I want to say he may have worked um, with the distribution of the Bible stories. Um, specifically, right. I think it was like very, very sale, uh, sale, uh, very sales based. Yeah. Now that you say that, I think he was like in charge of all of this. He was like an executive in the um, with the salespeople there. Yeah. So now you know a little bit about the company behind the Swan Princess. Let, kind of let's get into kind of a brief synopsis of what the Swan Princess is. Yeah, so the Swan Princess is all about a princess named Odette and a prince named Derek. Well, uh, they were destined from the beginning of their lives that they would be married. And so and they were just thrilled about it. Very thrilled, as evidenced in the first song titled This Is My Idea. And um, I love that opening title uh, or the opening song. Um, it's wonderful. But um, basically, they hate each other growing up. <laughs> and then little by little, they end up um, towards the end of the song falling in love. And oh, wow. Yay. You actually are my idea of love. This is what it is. Exactly. And at the end of that song, Prince Harry's like, Rogers, orchestrate the wedding. It's like, eh, <laughs> surprise, it already has. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and out of that, um, one of my favorite lines of all times come, comes after that. So Odette is like, is beauty all that matters to you? And Derek comes back with the line, what else is there? <laughs> oh Which is gosh. the worst, the worst response it, Guys, if you ever, if your wife, girlfriend, somebody that you're dating, ever ask you, what do you love or like about me other than my beauty? Do not say, what else is there other than that? Oh, yeah. Definitely not a good idea. I can attest to that. She says, is beauty all that matters? And you say, what else is there? It was dumb, I know. You should write a book. How to offend women in five syllables or less. <laughs> exactly. It'll go a lot <laughs> like that. I love it. I, that is seriously one of the best the best lines of the whole thing. 
So they they end up uh, um, parting ways and not actually getting together. Uh, also, by the way, spoilers. We're about to give you like. Yeah, yeah. So if you haven't seen if you haven't seen the pause the pause the podcast, go watch it and then come back. But again, as we're doing a review and analysis, spoilers are going to be inevitable. Just part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So they. Um, Anyway, on uh, so Odette and her dad are on their way back to their kingdom, and they get ambushed by the bad guy, Rothbart. And man, that raspy voice of his. Oh, get Just there every a time. Rasputin and Anastasia. Oh, gosh, yes. Another one of my favorites. I almost chose um, Anastasia to, to talk about, but um, we didn't. So they get ambushed and the king dies, but Odette is taken and she's um, now got a spell on her where she turns into a swan, um, turns into a swan during the day. And then when the moonlight hits her little wings, she turns back into a human and until the moon goes away and then that's it. She's back into a swan. And so the movie is all about Prince Derek trying to find her and rescue her from the um, evil Rothbart. So kind of giving you a little brief synopsis. Now, let's start um, kind of here in the prologue. Uh, there, you know, when, the, when the movie starts. So you have this narrator come on. Okay, he says that the king, King William, is... Very getting very old and does not have any children, but out of the blue, he, he gets a daughter. And no, like it, it is the queen. Did she did the queen die? Who gave birth to it? It's just like this ominous birth that just comes out of nowhere, right? It's very strange. I don't where what happened to her? What, what, what was there a queen? Was there a queen at some point and she died in childbirth? That's kind of the, the like feel that I got, but it was never said. And you would think that if this narrator, this omniscient narrator is telling us what's going on, that they would say that the queen died in childbirth. Right. Or something to that effect. Now, it's important to point out that this film was directed by Richard Rich, and he actually worked for Disney for a little bit of time. He's known um, for stuff like The Black Cauldron and also The Fox and the Hound. Now, they may have been following a Disney formula because generally the mother figure is never talked about, rarely seen, or just dies in the first like minute or so. Yeah, why is that? That's a good it's so question. Strange. Yes. I don't but a lot of the, there are some questions that are raised that are not really discussed or explained in the movie because towards the towards the end when Prince Derek falls for the fake Odette and he makes his vow of everlasting love because that's the way to break the spell, apparently. Odette grows weak and she's dying. However, we're not explained why, unless if we miss something when Rothbart was putting the spell on her, like was was that a condition? Is either you marry the bad guy 
or your prince needs saved out of everlasting love, or you die. It's three options, A, B, or C. Yeah, he made a mention, Rothbart made a mention at some point about that Odette would die if Derek made the vow of everlasting love to the wrong person. But I don't know. Yeah, that was a little ambiguous. I, I wasn't sure sure about that um, about that point. But I think um, you know, I loved though the the voice actors of of all of of all these characters were just so great. I, I loved them. They were. And funny enough, I have a list of the voice actors here. It, none of them are, none of the voice actors are really noticeable. We have Mich- John Cleese. John, John Cleese. I said most. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. So we have a main female um, for to voice Odette, which was, Michelle Nicastro. I looked her. I looked all these up on IMDb and didn't really find a lot. Most of them were. This is like the only voiceover they did, and the other stuff was like background or side characters in live action films. We had John Palance as Rothbart. He has been in a lot of like live action movies, but. From what I could see, from what I could find, this was also his only animated feature. John Cleese as Jean Bob, so the frog who thinks he's a prince, but he's just really a frog. <laughs> he's great. Right. And it's just Sandy Duncan as Queen Eutharda, who's just over the top. And then we had Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright, I only know him because he's a comedian he's kind of that monotone voice like so um i went on new with the with a girl and uh she uh after the date most people say if you if you love somebody let them go well she must really love me because she got a restraining order oh gosh <laughs> and so so, uh, Stephen Wright was the voice of, uh, Sir Trudgelon, or Speed, as they call him in the film. And then we had Steve Vinovich, who was Lieutenant Puff. Puffin. Yes, Puffin. And all these, so, oops, oops. Uh, so all the, kind of like buddy side characters, Jean Love, Speed, and uh, Puffin, they are all kind of there for comic relief and to also help Odette in her trials and tribulations of being a swan and trying to get that to Prince Derek. Now, let's discuss kind of like the music in The Swan Princess. Great. Yes. Enough said. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, so this is my idea was is the first song that we hear. Which is really good. And there are some that are not good. Now. Like Princesses on Parade. Princesses not on my favorite. Par- and yeah. then uh, Rothbard's song. Yeah. Whatever no, that one no Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. No uh, more Mr. Nice Guy. No three. And not that. Yeah. That, and it's so different from other villain songs. Like if you thought that up against 
beautiful haired from Scar from the Lion King. It just doesn't match. I mean, Jeremy Irons, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a very jazzy, jazzy big band um, number. Which is fine. It's just, I don't know. It just, it didn't do it for me. But there were other, many other very memorable songs. Now, I've always wondered about the song Practice, Practice, because it's like a song given to like the background, like side characters, almost. It's not a song that's given to like one of the main um, cast members. I just, yeah, thought, I just thought it was very interesting. Uh, the same with the princesses on parade. Well, practice, practice, though, made a lot more sense to me than the princesses on parade because the practice, practice was the the, the courtiers, I suppose, uh, when they were kind of describing what has been going on since Odette has been missing. And you really needed to see, well, what was going on? What was Prince Derek doing when he was he was looking for her? And all the prince ever does every day is practice, practice, practice. Yes, and it's not clear how much time has passed. Are we talking a few months, a right. few years? Surely not a few years. Yeah, yeah. Rothbard's not that patient. <laughs> no, <laughs> if you had to wait that long, mm-mm. yeah, I don't know. I maybe maybe a month, maybe a month or two is is my guess as to how long that they were gone. But and then of course we can't, you know, move on from talking about songs without for longer than forever. Yes, such a great the, song. The iconic song that got a lot of work for um, for Liz Calloway, who was the same voice um, for Odette, and she also did Anastasia with Journey to the Past. Um, very notable for that. Mm-hmm. And then Prince Jasmine as well. Yes, she did. Now she wasn't the original same voice of uh, Prince Jasmine. Really? Uh, sorry, Princess Jasmine. And yes, because it was Leah Salonga uh, was the original, and then in Return of Jafar and Camp Feeds, Liz Calloway did the same voice for uh, Princess Jasmine. Interesting. Yeah, I love her. She's great. She she's done um, so much more too. She's been on Broadway. I'm pretty sure. Um, done a lot of stuff for Broadway and, um, yeah, she's, she's incredible. Uh, you know, who my favorite though is the, my favorite voice from longer for longer than forever is Prince Derek. Because he's just so extra. In he that. is. He's so passionate. It's just like over exaggeration of for longer than forever. Yeah, I've got the, <laughs> I've got the, uh, queued up. And when you're listening to this, I, I would I would highly recommend uh, going to YouTube and just typing in for longer than forever, so you can see kind of like the visual of this. Uh, that'll go ahead and play the uh, clip. Destined to last for a lifetime and beyond, far longer than forever. Far longer than forever. It's just so expressive. I know. I love it. It's great. (laughs) 
at the end of the movie with music, we uh, the iconic thing to do in the '90s for an animated film was to have a pop or kind of like a hip hop version of the, like the main song. So with uh, music, let me see here. So they did for longer than forever was the pop version that they chose to do for this um, for this movie, and it was sung by Regina Bell. Now, if you're not familiar with who that is, if you think back to Aladdin, uh, the <clears throat> the first one, they did the pop version. Um, uh, a whole new world. It, and Regina Bell did the female vocal, and then Peeva Bryson did the male vocal for that. And there's a whole music video out there that you can YouTube if you're unfamiliar with that. But it was like a formula that for much of the 90s, animated films followed that to a T. Oh, yeah. I gotta say, it worked. It was a formula that worked because, I don't know, you remembered it. It's very, very memorable. And, you know, that's the cash cow. So, one of the things, so moving on kind of from from songs uh, and going back to the part of the movie where um, King William is dying, one of the things that I wondered about while he was dying that ended up becoming like a a rally cry, I guess, for Prince Derek and other people was, uh, you know, the great animal. It's not what it seems. Why are people when they're dying so cryptic? Just call it like it is like, yo, this guy named Rothbart, he was trying to take over my kingdom once. And then he transformed into the great animal to kill everyone. So, Look for him there. Like, that didn't take very long. That's the same amount of time as it's it's not what it seems. It's the, it's the great, great animal. And when Prince Derek is asking, oh, where's Odette? Where is she? So Odette is Odette. Well, we know that. <laughs> Gotta make it dramatic, Josh. She's gone. Well, yeah, she's Odette. out there. And then he yells. That's great. <laughs> yes, exactly. I The script for this movie is incredible. I just got to say, there's so many like life lessons and uh, one-liners that are just so memorable and so good. And I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, one of the things that I had forgotten about that I wrote down while we were watching the movie was Rothbart when he said that he wanted to marry Odette because he tried taking the kingdom before from King William, but it didn't work out. And so he said, once you steal something, you spend your whole life trying to keep it. And I thought that was like, wow, that's really interesting. And, you know, it makes me think of two, I live by the philosophy that, you know, people who are doing bad things, the truth will always come out, whether it is in this life or the next. It will all catch up with you at some point if you lie and cheat and steal. And, you know, obviously we need to, if you you are in a position to expose someone, then do due diligence and do that. 
but at the same time, you know, don't, don't worry and don't spend your whole life thinking, oh my gosh, why can't this thing change? Why this is wrong? This is wrong, but you're powerless to do, to change anything. Then, you know, just know that in one way or another, the truth always comes out. It does. I've seen it time and time again. Yes. As, as, um, it says, well, not sure the particular the rest of the Bible, but it says your sins will find you out. Yeah, so I think that that's a pretty good segue to talk about um, what are some of the Christian themes that you see or saw throughout the movie. I know I've got my own ideas, but what are yours, Josh? Right, so the obvious ones are... You know, blood triumphs over adversity, and we had this just overarching, just passionate desire and this longing to be with that one person who also feels the same way. It's that everlasting love, which is in correlation to how God feels about his children. He has that everlasting love. He is everlasting. At the end of the movie, it's, I kind of feel it was Prince Derek being a representation of Christ and also that being kind of like the bride of Christ. That's exactly what where, I thought. Yeah, yeah, where she asked, will you love me until the day I die? And he's like, for longer than that for longer than that. Right. Yeah, I I definitely saw um throughout the whole movie really Derek is an archetype of Christ um who is chasing after the church um that being Odette. And I find it interesting that her name is Odette. I'd like to know like what are the origins of that name? Where did uh, what kind of a name is Odette? And what does it mean? Um to me, you know, since we're we're English speaking people, uh, I am, um, immediately think of a debt. Uh, um, and, you know, Jesus came to pay our debt. So for looking at Derek as Christ and Odette as the church, Jesus came um, to, to save us from that, for, to save us from our debt. Um, and he killed the, the great animal of death for us. And we are no longer now under the curse of indwelling sin that is inside of us. Right. And um, yeah, so then, of course, it, following that same idea that Rothbart is an archetype of Satan and he comes, uh, there's a point where you first see him proposing to to Odette and, in, in the, by the lake. And he comes in as a, a knight in shining armor and everything transforms from a, you know, ruins really around her into like a. Right. Cause it's in that facade. Right. Exactly. Of, hey, this is, well, this is everything I can offer. You know, it doesn't everything look so great and all this can be yours if. Right. If you choose me to be with, but of course it's false. It's not reality. It's not. It's not truth. It, it's fake. And a lot, just a lot of good takeaways that love is deeper than appearance. Yeah, absolutely. I loved that too of where Odette was saying, you know, in the very beginning of the movie, you know, I, 
what else is there than beauty? Like, <laughs> you know, there's got to be more to to life and to me than just simply beauty. And of course, at the very end of the movie, he comes around and he says, you know, I love your your courage and your spirit. And that's what I really love about you. He just couldn't he couldn't verbalize it in the beginning. Right. And Odette for that for that time period for animated movies was a lot different than other princesses. She knew she was beautiful. She came from wealth. I actually looked up the name Odette. So it is a French and old it has French and old German origins. Meaning meaning wealth. Really? Right. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. So she knew that she had worth. She knew she had worth. And that's what the church is supposed to know about herself is that we, as the bride of Christ, you know, we have worth um, because Jesus says that we are worthy, not because the world says that we're worthy. You know, we are looking at Jesus only to give us our identity and and that's all that really matters yeah and with all that being said we would highly recommend um, the Swan Princess. Um, for those of you who are kind of shy away from movies that use magic, we can say that this doesn't really delve into it. It's like a very small fraction. To me, the magic in this um, is really only used by Rothbart, who right. is, you know, sort of the, the archetype of Satan. And... You know, this is getting really deep, but magic is real, guys. You know, sorcery, witchcraft, all of that stuff is real. Um, you know, you hear about people making tables levitate and and stuff like that. Um, that is real. That is witchcraft. And, um, you know, he Satan uses those tactics against us. And so I think that this movie uses magic in uh, an appropriate way that it's not the it's not right it's not it's not that occultic i would i would say yeah i yeah i definitely i think um it's a part of the story but it's uh i think it fits in well with the world and how it actually works yeah so our final thoughts on this film final thoughts are that it's a great movie I, I I love it. I you know it's still wonderful. Still holds up even today at thirty years old. Um, great messages. Fun for kids. I think still fun for uh, adults too. You know it's funny. <laughs> this is a bit of an aside, but um, we were looking through our um, our movies on Apple that we have purchased, and because we had purchased Swan Princess a while ago, and we were looking through our different genres on there. And it was like action and they were like nine or seven. And then, uh, you know, we go, go down the list and then we get to, uh, kids and family. 32, 32. 32. <laughs> we're basically just big kids. You know, we're ready to have kids of our own. We got the movies. Right. <laughs> so we can have a reason. <laughs> yeah. Right. Rather than just saying that we're big kids and we're like, Oh, we're watching it. Cause our kid wants to watch uh, it. Yeah. We're when in reality on a Friday night, it's like hit up the Disney. <laughs> yeah. Pretty and much. That's how we roll in this house. Yeah. Josh, uh, back when Disney plus came out, 
Uh, first of all, he took a whole day off of work. <laughs> it was a it was a momentous occasion <laughs> to watch and binge uh, Disney Plus. Very funny, and then he ended up like as soon as there was a uh, like a three year plan or yeah, something it was a, like that. It's a buy two year get one free, and I mean, well worth it. This concludes part one of our two-part premiere podcast episode. Join us next week for part two, where we will be discussing the movie Once Upon a Forest. Thank you for listening to the Analuya podcast. Be sure to check us out online at analuya.com. There you'll find our weekly blog and a list of all our podcast episodes. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Stitcher. Join us next time on the Analuya Podcast. <laughs>